All right, welcome back to the ALG podcast. I appreciate you guys jumping on and getting ready. Start off your Friday the right way. Today, I am joined by my partner in crime, Fit D-Rock, otherwise known as David Roden. Today, we have a very special guest, Chris Brunn, otherwise known as Chris Cross Fitness, Chris Cross Applesauce. Uh, and I, well, you know me, I'm the guy who talks so much that you just want to keep on listening. It is I, Jay Arp's Journey, otherwise known as John Arpino. And today, well, today we're going to talk all about Chris. Because not everyone hates Chris. Everyone loves Chris. Chris is actually a really good friend of mine. We connected on Instagram, I don't know, a while ago. How long, yeah. Chris? Uh, March? Yeah. Yeah, like six no, months. No, I think even before that. But even before that, I think, yeah. yeah. So it, we've been rocking and rolling for a little bit. Chris is a very intricate piece to the ALG community puzzle. And me and David are just really happy to have him here. So, David, you have any, uh, any thoughts before we dive into Chris's story? Anything you want to say? Well, the one thing I just <laughs> joked about before this started was he has the ability, since Angela's not in the room, to be able to say things that you can't Because <laughs> Angela be like, stop it. You can't no, but then that. she's still going to listen to this later. So yeah, but at I'll least it's going to be recorded. So she's, not gonna, she's not going to listen to it for like a week or two. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have two weeks of buffer to kind of if you say something you slip off you're like shit that's true but uh I'm, so yeah. for those that don't know chris is going out with angela who we had on the show by the time you listen to this maybe two weeks ago two weeks ago. i don't know i gotta stop yeah. doing things in the future it's getting annoying yeah no you can't do that it's tough it is yes. it is yes, it's getting so annoying guys i'm sorry anyway let's start <laughs> off the show chris give me a little backstory where did it begin um you know, what was your starting point? Kind of walk me through because, you know, we all have a great story. Um, that, right. That's what's really cool about kind of the, in the Instagram weight loss community is we all definitely have a story. We all have a reason why we started. We all have a reason why we're here and kind of what kind of momentum pushed us to get us to this point. So first off, why don't you tell everyone listening, um, how much are you down? My heaviest was 420 known, like on a scale was 420, mm. probably close to 450. Um, right now, I'm currently around 225, 235, okay. which kind of balance, balances between that. So about- And you're on a bulk. Yeah, oh, and yeah, I'm on a bulk, bulk so oh, it's going up a, a little bit. Um, but I'm about 200 down right now. Hey, that's incredible. At my lowest, I was like 180. A little you, you got far. down to 180. Yeah. Holy yeah. balls. But he was How scary, Mary. He was scary looking. That was, I'm 6'3". So it was you were 6'3", 180. Yeah, it was, it was skinny. You've, on, my, on my page, I have a couple. It, I was I'm going to have to look at it. No, nah, dude, yeah, he, he was, was itty-bitty. I was so worried about just dropping the weight that I didn't really care to stop. Right. Or That's hit wild. a stopping point. And, yeah, it, even family members were starting to be like, uh, you need a, to watch – how far you're going. Right. Which is kind of, I think that's kind of a place that we all get to, um, mm -hmm. especially if you start off at such a high weight. Um, we just have this mentality, you know, going into the journey of, I want to get skinny. I want to be skinny. I want to be skinny. I'm going to do everything I can to be skinny. And then you'd kind of don't know where to draw the line of what is quote unquote skinny. Right. Um, for me, that was hitting a weight of 238, looking in the mirror and being like, wow, you look like a bag of shit because I had no muscle, you know, I was all skin and bone. Um, right. I remember being able to see my cheekbones for the first time. And I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, yeah, you had yeah, that you, sunken face. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Like a guy that was hitting his peak week before a show. Like I was, 
I was getting Skeletor and it was yeah. not good. So what would, so what, what it take for you to kind of realize, Hey, maybe, maybe there is such thing as, you know, two skin. Um, well, I started cause like with weight loss society and weight loss in general, they always seem to tell you the scale is number one, right. whatever you weigh. So that's why I continuously continued to hit like 180. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started hitting the gym and I started researching fitness and researching into weight training and really all of that is based around not like putting muscle on getting right. bigger bulking up and right. for my frame i was never going to do that at 180 so that was the starting point of i bulked up to like 220 215 220 and i stayed there forever i just maintained that for like two years and then um but really it was getting into the gym and starting to do research into weight training that got me off the being skinny and more right. strong and healthy. Um, so when you started this journey, what was your kind of um, like, what did you envision for your personal growth and, and, and where you wanted your body? Was that, you know, six pack abs and, you know, you wanted to look great, you know, on the beach and, you know, kind of paint me that picture because I feel for like, good. For me starting was like, just liking who I saw in the mirror, I guess it wasn't really, I knew I would never have a six pack abs. I was never going to be like the buffest, most chiseled person with where I start, where I was at at the time. But I knew I could start to like who I saw in the mirror and I knew I could start enjoying life again and actually getting out of bed and going and doing things and living life. Like I was in my early twenties when I started this journey. So I was 23 turning 24. Like I had a whole, like my whole life ahead of me still. And I was living like I was dying tomorrow, basically. Like Mm -hmm. I, I didn't enjoy going out. I didn't want to do anything. And so really all I wanted is to like the person in the mirror. Right. I think it's so important to know too, because like you're in a position very similar to John and myself where we, we've, there's levels to this, like, yeah. especially weight loss. It doesn't even have to be weight loss. Weight loss is one of those things because it, ha- it always has a quote unquote baggage attached to it. I think more than anything with excess skin and stuff that like the, the vanity of certain aspects right. um, compared to say like transforming your accountability and say money. It's like, yeah, you're broke 30 years ago and now you're making millions. You don't think about oftentimes like, oh my God, I was broke 30 years ago. Oh yeah. It's not like a thing. Um, but it is so interesting cause like all three of us have gone through the stages of not only the weight loss, but sustainability and the different challenges. So it's been fun to, as we kind of have this conversation, it's like, what, what avenue are we talking about right now? We're talking about like initial weight loss. Like I just want to freaking gain my life back. Right. And that, that's, that's where we're at with this. So what, so off of what your John was just saying. Yeah. So how did that, what, what was that kind of motivation from the original start? So the original start motivation was just to really was one to get doctors off my back. Mm-hmm. Like how old are you again, Chris? 28. Okay. Yeah. So I was tired of hearing, Hey, have we talked about your weight? Hey, you need to lose like 150 pounds. Hey, your BMI is horrible. Yeah. All these things, every doctor's visit or getting blood pressured before dental office, like visits yep. because they weren't sure you could handle it or any number of things like that is, is one of the biggest motivations. And then really it was just living life. Like I would go to the fair with my parents 
or, you know, friends. And we'd get to the front of the line. I'm too big to fit on it. They go, I go to go walk the walk of shame and go down the stairs and pass everyone. Cause I was too big to fit on the roller coaster or whatever. And you start to learn, like, I can't continue this path. Like mm-hmm. I don't, that's not life. That's not living. That's, that's just existing. So you just felt like you were just kind of going through the motions of life. Every day was kind of the same. And yeah, we've all been there. Um, If you know, whether you're starting your journey right now, whether you started a year ago, whatever the case may be, I feel like at some point in time, time catches up to us and you realize, Hey, I'm just living the same day over and over and over again. And it's like, you know, it's like the groundhog movie, uh, groundhog day movie. And it just, it gets tiresome. So, um, what I wanted to know was you, you said about like having to have your blood pressure taken, you know, before a dentist's office visit. Um, a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you are in that, you know, extreme well, morbid obesity range, right. um, getting something as simple as a tooth pulled can, you know, not happen because of the fact that you are so overweight. Right. Um, they can, you know, if you have to get put under, you know, anesthesia or something, it's not, it, not 99% of the time it's not happening. Right. If you are, it's not if a you're, yeah. Above the 450 range, let's just say. So did you have any other prior ailments um, because of the obesity? Like, you know, were you asthmatic? Did you have high blood yeah. pressure, sleep apnea? So like growing up, um, I had asthma because mm-hmm. um, I was kind of a skinny kid. And then I hit like middle school and I went from like five, six to like six, two over a summer. Right. Um, but then that's when weight started to just boom, like, and it didn't, I didn't ever slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my knees kind of went over the years. Cause I did play sports. I played football and basketball, baseball, all that. And so I was like the fat athletic kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, they exist. So yeah, that's, that's very similar to me. I, that's how yeah. I was. But my knees at this, like during that time kind of went, mm-hmm. they took a lot of pain from carrying 400 plus pounds for, you know, and then I was asthmatic. I'm no longer asthmatic. So it's one of those things that those type of things are reversible. I mean, hell yeah. Um, I would get sick a lot, like a lot when I was heavy. Um, I was one of those kids that was sick all the time, missed a lot of school. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I was sick all the time. I, I literally probably was sick at least twice, three times a month. Right. Just because I, because now that I've lost a lot of the weight, I'm not, I don't get sick very often. And if I do, it's for a day or two and then I'm good. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know it's a recurring theme, but I think it's important to know. I thought you can be healthy at any size. <laughs> and if you just believe in beauty, life is just sunshine and rainbows. And you're, you're, your heart just works just as fine. Your your liver just works great. Your your endocrine system is just sunshine. Just just if you, if you believe in the inner beauty of obesity, life is just sunshine and rainbows. It's not true. No. Oh my gosh, this is a I realization know. right now, boys and girls. <laughs> I would have never thought. Hold on, hold. See now you're getting into you're getting into some ballsy stereotypes territory here because now you're getting you now you're getting vindictive saying how how like being obese is not healthy like doctors you can't do that you can't that's not nice it's not nice <laughs> i'm sorry I had so 
I'm allowed to say it, people. Oh, We've all been here. I'm Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, um, I mean, looking back, it, it's hard not to um, make the connection of being a sick kid while being obese, you know, and, and probably fighting some sort of underlying food addiction or eating disorder because right you know if you're if you're a, a quote-unquote fat kid what is a fat kid like a fat kid likes you know mcdonald's taco bell wendy's oh yeah all this process drunk you know yeah. junk so that suppresses the immune system am i right science guy can i have a little backup on here a little hot tag no nothing oh, okay everything, I'm the everything's, science guy everything's healthy in moderation oh okay cool so i'm gonna be the science guy <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, when you're eating nothing but fast food over and over and over again, like, you know, I think the three of us at one point in time was, David, yeah. are you going to tell me that you weren't? Yeet. Okay, cool. <laughs> that suppresses the immune system. So, 100,000%. 100, so, now, you're, what was, I actually, I love this because I want to know, what was the go-to Chris meal? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like, okay, so... I don't know if you guys have Carl's Jr.'s out by you guys. I think you actually Hardee's. go to Carl's Jr.'s and Hardee's. He's like I, the one guy. You're that's a sociopath. Are about it was just holy him. balls. No. What? So Western bacon cheeseburgers. I've had it. Yeah. Like two of those and an order of fries and a soda was like go-to for that. But then I didn't know I people actually went there. They, they do. They're, they're still open. I mean, Arby's are still open, so. Arby's are finally like yeah, really but Arby's has got a niche. Here. Like Arby's has got a niche to it. Like uh, I guess. Carl, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, it's like an like it's like just a, a, a copy and paste to McDonald's. It's just not as good. Like I don't get it. Uh, I don't know about that one. But also, have you had McDonald's? It? Have you had it? Like once. Yeah. I was not impressed. Now, no, I will get. A, I, we're gonna go here. Sonic. What is your guys' opinion? Oh, it's eh, no awful i like their milkshakes their milkshakes absolutely and but like, and like everything everything yeah, else slushies yeah truly I, I don't tastes like it's microwave from there yeah, yeah it's like panera it's just microwave hospital food for the most part wait, wait, wait. Panera, i was gonna say wait, Panera's not panera? bad. oh i just shoot all over panera yeah oh, who the fuck man. are you oh, oh, panera's yeah. like a, a staple for me uh, it? it's a staple for me too the green goddess salad is popping but i'm letting you know everything <laughs> else on the menu is microwave hospital food i'm sorry uh, <laughs> have you ever watched them make anything there but well but it tastes no. good it's not it's like actually applebee's. like all right applebee's cool. is a microwave as a cook mcdonald's used to taste really good for me too <laughs> i don't know what you want me to tell you here david uh, i just think when i when i think microwave hospital food i just think it's bland and gross but it's oh, like no. i feel like oh, oh there's good hospital no yeah you're talking to a yeah. hospital professionale right here uh -huh. i'll tell you yeah. there is some good ass hospital food out there i don't know if i've actually had hospital i guess i guess i guess one or twice i have to, i've had to have but i don't remember it at all no oh, yeah but, not bad mexican food too anything like mexican food well you're in cali was, right it was yeah are you was in socal no, no northern like northern no. central yeah you're, okay. you're, he, he's like an hour and a half from tahoe yeah oh okay give or take right about that and you've got an hour and a half from tahoe hour. Yeah. yeah 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 there's I a lot mexican of mexican food. food here but really it was like not i get nachos anywhere i go angela will tell you it's the white person mexican food i know <laughs> but I get if if a place has I'm good nachos, I'll go it's okay. there. Yeah. Quesadillas. Yeah. I um, get I get chicken fajitas wherever I go. Fajitas, I'm so happy. Ooh, chicken fajitas. Like oh, I okay. Story time. Pivot. Oh, um. Lord. So I was saying I was with a couple of buddies of mine. I was like I don't know, like 21, 22. We're at some um, pretty dank Mexican restaurant. And I was joking back and forth at the table. I'm like, I'm going to say vaginas instead of, instead of fajitas. And I was joking, joking, joking because the waitress was super hot. 
And sure enough, she was, I was not ready for it. She turns around. What would you like? I was like, chicken vaginas. And I was like, shit. And I, not, everyone's just dying laughing. I didn't mean to say it, but I actually did say it. And she just starts dying laughing. I'm like, yep, you heard me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Damn it. Yeah, that happened. Oh, God. But, we had chicken vagina day at school and it was it was epic but anyway um so yeah so so you were you were the carl's juniors and mexican food type of guy yeah. i could i could mess with that i like that that is good yeah so what was, were but it was like daily it was yeah, like well, that that was gonna be my follow-up question how, how often were you it was like oh i'll food? have carl's jr today and then like taco bell the next day and then oh mexican or like chinese food or pizza or this like it was just like one of those constant things like i feel bad for fat people outside in new york because y'all say like you go get some chinese food and some pizza and you think it's the greatest thing ever but you never had it from the mecca i was gonna say I'm pizza gonna let you a, yeah know. i'm gonna let you know yeah. that shit hit different when you're in my border but anyway back to uh your regularly scheduled programming so um so now um, yeah i see you eyeing me david i'm just letting you know in michigan they got <laughs> pizza shit pizza. i'm just holding back i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep them out i don't i don't care you can tell tongue. me about jets pizza all you want or whatever you guys eat over <laughs> those are fighting words yeah. bro i'm just letting you know dude i could take you freaking, to five places right freaking now new york floppy pizzas <sighs> oh okay anyway Anyway, I have no fight in this game, so you literally don't. Not a, I, I just <laughs> love how the kid. From, I like how the kid from Michigan thinks that he has a fight in this game. <laughs> Michigan, the only place in the world where you could stand anywhere and you're 85 miles from a lake, equally because it just doesn't make sense in my head. Anyway, there's your geography lesson of the day. Oh shit! So we're just Chris. we're just we're just chopping it up here, Chris. We're couple pulling it back to you. You're good. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. All right, so back to back to Chris eating whatever he wanted when he yeah. was in high school, early college. Obviously, Hardy's junior, terrible freaking choice. I just I don't understand. Yeah, this it. is like, yeah, early high school, it. late high school. But I, I guess it's, I, we all have our own vices. I just would have right. chosen a better one. That's all right. That's fine. I, was, I wasn't picky with fast food, really. Though, you can't be picky. Thing. Yeah, you no, know, you, you can't come from like, a place of pickiness. Not when you're that heavy, or when you just don't give a shit. Like right. you just eat whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or 100%. what's cheap off the dollar menu. So what? Uh, so, kind of, I want to kind of back up a little bit. Um, yeah. I know we're we're kind of jumping all over the place with you, Chris, but you know, there's yeah, a lot of information. I kind of want to set the table a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what was kind of give me give me like what it was like growing up for you, um, like in school? Were you the fat funny guy because that, that, that's a conversation i love to have because i feel like a lot of us kind of develop that mentality of being the fat funny guy where you kind of the behind the scenes fat guy like right. were you bullied a lot were you popular these are the so, things that I want to know. middle school to like high school um i was like i said i was i was kind of an athlete um so i was kind of popular but I was still that fat guy that most people were just friends with because of my size, not right. because they were actually friends with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say I was like popular, but not in the cool kid way. Mm -hmm. um, I tried a lot of times, I think, to use like humor and be the funny fat guy because it's easier that way. People think you're funny. They'll hang totally out with cool. you. Yeah. They, they like you as a person. Um, so, and then high school, kind of the whole thing changed because because with middle school i was kind of the only not the only one but one of the only people there that was like 280 300 pounds at like 13 12 yeah. guilty 
and yeah, guilty, yeah. everyone else was like either really short or you know skinny and it's like but then you go to high school and everyone there's multiple like a lot of people are your size or around your size your or, size meaning height or your size meaning weight both okay both um because like you have people that are skinny you have people that are tall you have people that are heavy in the middle of that mm-hmm. um definitely playing football in high school um you have so you're still too. playing football then i played football my freshman year okay and then i blew out my knee um and actually ended up going to homeschool for my last three years of high school wow hello, hello. uh because covid hit i was <laughs> yeah i know right no i was falling behind with missing school because of blowing out my knee because they had me on crutches and trying to go to classrooms and stuff. So then they just were like, so you were, you were over 400 pounds trying to trot your ass on crutches. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I've done that too. Yeah. Well, I was probably about 360 about that time. I wasn't quite to 400 yet. Okay. Um, so yeah, trying to walk around with a backpack crutches plus that weight in a high school environment. Yeah, so my parent, my mom was like, "No, you're gonna go to homeschool for now until at least you get that." And then, and then it just became. I was an honor student. I aced everything. I just didn't do well in the classroom setting. You don't like the social setting. That's fine. Yeah. Um, not as much like I like the social setting in terms of like people, right. but not as much of the disruption or like having 45 kids in a classroom and you're not yeah. understanding it. Well, good luck. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Her, her, her uh, now, was this your mom teaching? You had, you no, had... I went through like a, I had like a teacher okay, that's cool. that I would meet with like every week and go over all my stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. So I still that's had cool. to do like schoolwork. I had to do yeah, legit, like, like schooling and everything, but that was then the, also the problem is I was at home a lot. <coughs> right. Food was readily available. Mm-hmm. Scale slowly just went from 360 to, you know, to like 400 plus and then just kept going because no one in your family ever tells you, hey, you're fat. You right. need to slow down. Back off. You're just fluffy. Were there ever the subtle hints? Because there, there was times where, I mean, you know, my family would start to kind of drop little breadcrumbs. There was times where my – David, your my family just loves you way too much. I know. My grandmother I, I was the one. My grandmother yeah, it's grandmas. It's always grandmas. Give it to me. What did she do? Because she was like – she would – I would get, like, food, at, at, like, super late at night. And she'd be like, do you really need that? <laughs> Do you really want to eat that right now? Sounds like my grandma. <laughs> Didn't you just eat a little while ago? Yeah. And so it just, that subtle, that started to, to click. Because, you know, everyone else, they love you. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to hurt your feelings. But in some ways, I'd rather, looking back, I would have rather them said something. And, but. I do, I do got to bring this up. Because I, like, when I say, because I was just looking it up. Because I, I think it's fine. You're, only people that are watching the YouTube want to be able to see this. But um, when I say I was a friggin' bowling ball at like 14. Oh, no, I know you were. I've seen that picture. Look at that. I was a straight bowling ball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, if that doesn't give you any incentive to watch the YouTube video, then I really don't know what's going to because you need to see that. Okay. Oh, I was was all of 250 pounds at like 12. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was was like 10. (laughs) Yeah. So your your grandma's trying to kind of, you know, trying to. My grandmother's very blunt. She, yeah, the grandmothers are grandparents in general. I feel like are are the very ones blunt. that are very blunt. Your parents are always loving, and then if you have siblings, they yeah, they you know give you a hard time. But you know what's are interesting you with that? I am. Okay. Okay. It's funny with my grandma. Like, 
It's always interesting. It's like, do you talk about family stuff? Family. My grandma's very interesting. I love her to death. I love my grandma. She's a character. We're just going to say the word character. Um, hates fat people. Okay. Does not like fat people. All right. We're talking, and it's so ironic because like your grandson's morbidly obese. Now this is yeah. your your mom's dad this or your dad? This is my mom's mom. Your mom, yeah, sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> mom's mom. Your mom's dad. My mom's yep. dad. That's yep. exactly what he said. That's where yep. we're going. Yep. Um, no, my mom's mom, she does not like fat people. She does not. She's been skinny her whole life. Mm. There was a time, and she has zero filter. When I say there's zero filter with this woman, there is nothing. We're in Florida, and my mom's driving the car. I'm in the backseat. 400-pound David is in the backseat. My grandma's in the passenger seat, and we're driving through this strip mall after getting breakfast, and this, like, 450-pound just behemoth a woman is waddling across the street into the, uh, into the grocery store and the windows are down and my grandma goes, now, Karen, be careful not to hit fat ass. If you hit her, she's going to break the car. And like the woman heard this, not to mention your son, your grandson's the back seat. Fat is this woman. And like, <laughs> and my, my mom's like, mom you can't say shit like that and she's like well it's true <laughs> so my, my, my grandma's a character we're just, yeah. we're just gonna put it at that i love her to death she makes she never mean said anything food. to you never said a thing to me never never hates she fat people but you were off limits. despises fat people but i was off limits wouldn't say anything to me it was fascinating fascinating and Ooh. she would make me so many cookies and and all the goulash I ever wanted and all, all the food. She loved to bake. She loved to cook. And so she would make enough for what your boy would want to put down, but she would never say anything to me, which That's is so fascinating. Weird. Did she talk yeah. behind your back? Yeah, okay, there it is. All right, bet. She was talking I, mad shit behind I, your back. Probably. I'm just you know. Yeah. I've never personally – I'm not going to say I ever experienced it. So, like, I've never heard through the grapevine, like, hey, grandma told – told uncle steve that uncle steve's told my cousin my cousin told me hey no i want your mom on fat. the podcast soon because i'm gonna ask your mom all the hard-hitting questions <laughs> that's too funny uh she, she's actually got a really cool weight loss too too that's part of my motivation of my weight loss she's lost like 80 pounds your mom yeah oh cool all right so, cool david's mom's gonna be on the podcast soon guys so mark that one in your calendar. not a chance she hates being in the limelight absolutely despises it it's yeah like never gonna happen my mom that's are you guys there Hello? Yeah. Can you guys Hold hear on. me? Yeah, you almost died. So we're going to pretend <laughs> that this part's not here. I'm going to see. David, are you good? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Give me, oh, give me a wave. Like give me a wave. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Ready? Okay. David, what I'm about to tell you is very serious. You have to cut this part of the fucking podcast. <laughs> Fine. Damn it. Fine. I will. Cool. Uh, um, now we're going to start. Wait. And we're back. Yeah, just just so you know, there's not a chance my mom will be on here. She absolutely hates being in the limelight. They, I, I love my mom to death. Not a chance. All right. All right. No, no worries. No issues. We'll get her on. Don't worry about it. I'm going to just, you know, hit her up on Facebook or something. Good luck. But anyway, um, so, so Chris, um, yes. you, you know, we said before, your family wasn't really, you know, leaving you the breadcrumbs. They weren't really trying to tell you, hey, Chris, you kind of have a problem. So what was that ha-ha moment? Like, where were you? What were you doing that you kind of took a step back and was like, all right, Chris, maybe, 
maybe it is time that we make a little bit of a change here. Well, because like I hit like my highs, like right. 360, 400, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I know how to do this. I played sports. I know how to work out kind of. I didn't really know weight training, but I knew eating right and working out probably lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I would lose like Science. 30 pounds and then gain it back, gain 40. Right. Because I would get tired. I was so restrictive and so like follow this restrictive by the T nothing off of it. And then you just get to a point where you're like, this sucks. Right. I don't want to do this. And then, so you go and they're like, fuck it. I'm going to go eat Mac, like Mac and cheese. And, and then you binge. Taco Bell. Yeah. And then you binge. And then you're like, well, there goes all that. Might as well not try. Right. And so I finally got to a point where I, you probably know who diamond Dallas page is. Oh, me, yeah. Okay. So DDP yoga, I will give the shout out to him on this. <laughs> I saw the ads for it on like a YouTube video or something. And I was like, Oh, I know who that is. Like, right. Cause I'm a diehard wrestling fan. Same mm-hmm. as John. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to order it. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't, I just ordered it myself. I was like 22. 22 ish. Wow, it was still pretty new then. It was like brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I can, this looks like something like it's comfortable. I think Mm -hmm. I can do it. It's Mm -hmm. not like I have to go running or like any of this stuff. It's based on what you can do. And so I ordered that and I started to do it. And oh my God, it's hard. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did it for a while and then I gave up a little bit on it. I was like, fuck, this, this sucks. I'm in pain all the time. I'm just sore. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can't do like the next step video. So I'm stuck on this first video for like three months. Right. Um, so then I was like, all right, I'm going to put that to the side. And my aha moment was like, okay, I'm doing it though. So then I started to walk. Then I started to run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm actually like progressing. Like my weight's going, like I lost like 50, 60 pounds in like, two or three months like right. i was really doing it and what were you eating then uh chicken rice vegetables every oh. day three times a day pretty like super strict super like super bro i get it bro yes yeah. you're a bro i get it you, i like it I, was, I love the bro way to eat it just it doesn't but it was me. literally what i knew because i didn't want to follow a diet i wasn't gonna because i don't even think keto was a thing back then no it wasn't it, or if this is just, like around the time DP yoga came out, absolutely not. Because no, I was like was 23, no 24, I'm 28, so yeah. about five years ago. Right. So I don't think keto was a thing, but like uh, if it fits your macros was the big thing back then. Mm-hmm. And that's what I still do. Um, but that's what I, I downloaded my fitness pal and I went, went with it. Mm-hmm. And so my aha moment though was literally just being like, I'm doing this. Right. I can do this. The weight is going and I have to, I would, I had a doctor tell me, I think right before I started, you may not live past 30. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That's always a daunting conversation. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm only 24. Like Mm -hmm. I'm only going to live for another six years. So like, yeah, anyone could die tomorrow. You could get hit by a train or a bus or anything, but to sit, have someone tell you, you will not make it past this date because of your weight is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I know people go through that every day. 
but that was my aha like i have to make a change right well it's interesting because like it sounds like very similar to mine of just like it wasn't day one where you were just like i'm losing 200 pounds here we go it was like all right i'm just gonna move in a general direction and then as you kind of created momentum it was once you hit like that 40 50 pound mark you were like all right it's go time this is yeah no 100 percent on that yeah that was that's that was very very similar to me i didn't have like a on november 2nd 1965 like i couldn't i couldn't tell you a date when it happened (laughs) no but do you kind of remember a highlight in your head of like so like for me for example i it took me a very long time to physically see progression so because i couldn't physically see the progression it it didn't stop me from doing what I was doing. It made right. it more like, okay, you have to put in more effort because you want to be able to see it. Now, people were telling me, hey, bud, you're losing weight. Like, you look fantastic. And I'm saying, yeah. like, I didn't see physical progression for the first 150 pounds. You know what I'm saying? But that was just psyche, you know, body, just yeah. a whole bunch of bullshit playing with my own head. For you, you know, you said that you lost your first 50 pounds rather quickly. Did you notice it? Or was it more people telling you, hey, Chris, you look fantastic. Hey, Chris, are you losing weight? Oh, no, 100%. It was other people. Okay. I didn't see it in the mirror. Yeah. I, I didn't feel it. I didn't see it until probably like close to 125, 150, same as yeah. you. Like right. I would, I struggled so bad because I would watch the scale like diligently oh, yeah. I was addicted every to day. The scale. Yeah. Every day. And the scale wouldn't go down and I'd freak out. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What happened? Or it'd go up and I'm like, oh my, what the hell did I do? And I, I ate exactly the same everything. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't see it until probably 100, 150 pounds in mm-hmm. um, until people were like, dude, you look really good. Like, where are you going to stop? I was like, oh, I got to think about that, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't see it. I just saw the old Chris, the old, I still do. That's a horrible body dysmorphia thing is you, I still see at times like the old me, oh, yeah. the fat me, I like, but then I also remember how far I've come. So, Which is always, what you have to remember. Yeah. That's always like my go-to because like, yeah, I do the same thing where it's like, if I ever am feeling goofy comparing myself to some, some just genetic Greek God of a male specimen, you're just like, all right, let's bring up this picture. Okay. David, I'm Italian, not Greek, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy piece of man meat. Chiseled man meat. Chiseled. Or chiseled piece of man meat. Sorry, I had had to take it there. That's that's an ALG inside joke. If you're not part of the Discord server, you wouldn't know. So become a part of it, you know? Come hang out with us. Chiseled piece of man meat. Chiseled piece of man meat. But um, no, I completely, it's, it's like that. This is what I was kind of going back to, like from what you said from the beginning. It's like weight loss or like weight loss is different than pretty much any other accountability in life where there's, you get into relationship, relationships are probably very similar too because you have that massive emotional connection, like money and like other places where it's just like, yeah, I was broken, homeless at 22 and now you're a multimillionaire at 35. You're not sitting there going, Am I still broke and homeless? Like it's right. Not, yeah. No, no right. that's one where you could go, oh, look at my TD account. Oh, oh no, there's oh, a phone number in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But other, but other than that, I mean, you can always, if you so desired with 
science in the brain and how you focus on things. It's like, I could, I could sit here and go like, Oh, look at the little bat wing. Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) Or like, or like, wow, why isn't, why is it, where's this going? Why is like, and you can always do that. That can really spin you pretty quick. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause John, you've gotten your stomach. Yeah. I had a tummy tuck. David, I've you had, had your both. chest, right? Yeah, I've, had, had, everything I've right. had both, yep. See, and so I've had neither. Right, that was going to be so, my next question for you. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. well, I've, I've talked about it. I've looked into it. Um, but again, I think I wear it as me. It's, it's who I am. It's part of me. Um, you, take the, you take like the obese to beast approach. Yes, 100%. Or the poor. Yeah, it's a, whatever, it's a great however. approach. Yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't want to do surgery either. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't if he know. wants to in the future. Right now, he's very comfortable in the skin he is in, the skin he is in, and uh, good for him. I mean, I listen. I support both ends of the spectrum. Hundred um, percent. You know, you could feel comfortable after a two hundred fifty pound weight loss with all the skin in the world, and you could love it. You know, and if it doesn't give you problems, if it doesn't chafe, if it doesn't give you infections, then hey, keep it on. Why drop you know twenty two thousand dollars to get your whole body changed if you don't have to? But Right. There's still the body dysmorphia that happens Correct. with it. Right. And like, I, I still struggle. There's days where I struggle really bad with it. Like I still won't take my shirt off in front of people that are not mm-hmm. like family or very close friends. Right. Because of it at times. Um, I don't think I'm you've getting, ever posted, right? Shirtless. I have. I've seen a couple. Not in a while. Yeah. Um, well, cause when you got fucking pythons for biceps, like, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't my have arms to show have tits, filled yeah. out. But that's my great. stomach. It's my stomach that mainly. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you us, can do about There's it. nothing you can do. You're 400 plus pounds and you lose 200, 220, 40, whatever. Yeah. I'm no. sorry. You're going to have loose skin. Not true because it works. I had, a, I had a rep from It Works hit me yeah. up and say, hey. Can you, you get the need, wrap? You di- yeah. You didn't need to have excess skin removal surgery. All you need to do is saran wrap your body in the skin. You silly goose. What? Why? Why did you go have surgery? You could have just saran <laughs> wrap. You silly this, this woman, how I. I, I, I gave her sunshine back. I was like, hey, Dude. to each their own. I uh, want to just check no. out this woman's life. No. I've totally I changed how I, I approach the, uh, how I approach people like that, especially the MLMs. I'm just, I, I end it with like a, a God bless all the time now because I don't want them to think I'm being a vindictive <laughs> asshole. But when I'm really just telling them, go fuck yourself and don't bother me. Yeah. I, I, being in the network marketing industry as long as I yes. have, I, I have such a love-hate relationship for it. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. so funny because like because I, oh when I get DM'd I'm like I know what's about to happen I know we're going oh I already checked your website I know you're in herbal life well you you know I used to be an ACN right you were an ACN yeah no yeah dude really yeah bro we that's learn why, something that's why I, new every day yeah that's why I have no respect for MLMs no I did shit. it as a favor to my best friend but yeah I was an ACN for shit like three years ACN's a fascinating company. Very fascinating. It's a, very. It's a. It, yeah, I mean, well, I won't, we won't go into it. But yeah, we it's, won't. It's, but it is. It's it's, it's been around for a minute. I can tell you that. They they the spokesman used to be the president of the United States, which is absolutely wild to me. Mm-hmm. It's wild. AC, yeah, ACN is. I mean, it's been around for freaking forty years, so it's yeah. like it's not going anywhere. And I mean, it's the telecom space, so it's it's a pretty solidified space. Yeah. But it's like it's the. I mean, it's just like it's. It, I would put it very similar to the weight loss industry, which is like they give you sunshine and fucking rainbows. So much, and, they, oh, and and it like it kind of gets you a little bit because it's like you can get all this with no work, and it's just like that shit fucking annoys science. me. Yeah, science. Yeah. 
Um, drink my yellow drink and you'll lose 40 pounds. Actually, now, now that we're on the, actually, now that we're on the um, MLM playing field, let's talk fed Ooh. diets for a second. Guys. Ooh, okay. Let's talk, okay. let's talk kind of like that realm, the Herbalife. I mean, Herbalife, uh, I wouldn't say is a fad diet, but that's an MLM. Okay. But yeah. did you participate in any um, fad diets or uh, MLM weight loss kind of shit? No, is not, not really. No. Is there shit? So you, cause you were just very much the classic, um, I feel like one day he diet, just yeah he woke up one day and was like I'm gonna eat clean and then that was it which is right. great I think that that's awesome. Well, I went cold turkey off everything. Yeah, it was horrible. And it define everything. Life. What do you mean by everything? Sweets, sugar, soda, everything went out the window. I was an asshole to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell him my favorite fact, David. Why he was an asshole? Why why was it? Tell him. What? Tell him. Tell Wait, him. what? Tell him my favorite fact about sugar. Oh, it's, it's, it has the same like addictive nature as cocaine. It actually yep. hits all the same, it hits all the same um, places in the brain for the addiction of Coke. And so like you actually, ha it's a physical addiction. It's like an addiction. Yeah. And then when you go off, it's not it's, like it's an terrible. addiction. No, it's it is physically addiction. addictive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Favorite fact. That's it. So the funny thing is, so I, I had an Instagram before this one that was fairly popular when I first started my journey. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't actually. No, what was so, it? I was. It's it's same basically. Chris X Cross gets fit. It was or getting fit, something like that. And oh, I was wait, super, yeah, because I followed it. I'm pretty no, sure we I followed it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is why I knew you before when you said six months. I was yes. like, no, oh, Chris. No, it's it was like five years ago. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. I went away. I I stepped away from Instagram. He did just, hard time, folks. He went away. You heard that? I went away for many. No, I just I stepped away from social media because it became very like all-encompassing like yes. everything posting updating and i mean it was great yeah i was super active super watch social was, dilemma and it'll open your eyes yeah. up to all that shit change the whole game so then i re i restarted this one um basically at the start of covid like march um but no what i was getting at is with the old one is Herbalife, all those were very active back then mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. getting the messages getting it work stuff Yep. Uh, all this stuff. Never did I fall into any of that stuff. Um, the only thing I did do for like six months was I went vegan. No. Really? I, yeah. Why? Hardcore no, vegan. Yeah. Like vegetarian or vegan vegan? No, like vegan vegan. Like no meats, no like nothing. Like no I gelatin. Went, no gelatin. No, I went no. vegan vegan. That's crazy. And what was the motivation behind that? I thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> Wait, all right. Well, it's not that truth. it's not a bad it's idea. It's not a bad no, idea. No, but how but did thought, you feel physically? Because that's what it comes I down to. I felt fantastic off – and I know this is crazy. When I wasn't eating meat and wasn't eating – like, my stomach, everything felt fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I would 100% say at least try it once. There's a lot of people that have made it work and are fucking phenomenal, like uh, McKenna. Oh, yeah, Kayla. She does fantastic, dude. Yeah, fantastic. and they, they are fantastic. And yeah. if it works for you, 100%, I support it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. I don't care what diet, what anything you do. If it works for you, hell yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You need to, be, you have... need to feel comfortable. That's the thing. Like, you need to feel like you're, you're hitting all the bullet points that make you happy in life while taking care of yourself. 100%. So if that means not eating eggs ever again, well, then cool. Don't eat fucking eggs, bro. Like, right. And that's like now there's like 17 different diets. Oh, there's levels to this shit now. Oh, there no, are. I know. 
There's oh, more yeah. than 17. You know my favorite mean? one, because I, I kind of like, sometimes I feel like I'm more plant-based. Like, I think that's like my favorite terminology now because that's it's being vegetarian, vegan without actually committing to the fact of never eating meat again. As long as like, I don't know, 75% of your plate is vegetable. Oriented, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're plant-based, which I like that. Most of the stuff that I eat is either chickpea or lentil. And then I have my protein, which is the chicken and th- I'm plant-based yeah. guys. That's it. I'm putting it on my profile later. I'm plant. There you go. I, I would. I, I would. I'm uh, not doing it. Yeah, I, I would say that that's not plant based. But that's no, it's not me. No, I know it's not. But but no, there's an ass for every seat. There's an ass for every seat. No, I. I it's it's so interesting. Like when you get into diets and nutrition plans, my it is so funny to me that every six months to a year, there is the next anti diet diet. There's the next fad, whatever, like, like the new one to me that I will just, I'll be hammering on for a while now is this whole intuitive eating thing. Yeah. Like Which I one keep, is that again? That's the eating when you want. Cause you feel you like you're hungry. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's feeling out your body, man. Yeah. I feel hungry. all the fucking. That's what I, I say, said. I eat all the time. And I'm like, man. you're out of your fucking mind. That may work for, yeah. for, uh, princess Shania. Yeah. Who's, who's 30 pounds of her weight. Who can, who you just need Not to even. kind of. Well, it's, like, the, it's for the people that have never had an eating disorder. Yeah. And you know like, what I'm saying? Or have been addicted to food. Yeah. It's, right. it, but it's like, you tell, you tell 410 pound David that you need to learn how to feel out your, now, again, I intuitively eat now Yeah. because, because I've learned it and I, and I have foundations, oh, yeah. but like, but that's years. Oh yeah. And you're sitting here going, you're going to tell 400 pound person that their feelings are somehow relevant to how they feel nutritionally. No. I'm like, they're so addicted to sugar right now. That yeah. it's like you're out of your fucking mind. So wait, wait, break up what you would define as intuitive eating and grazing. Really. So quick. In, intuitive eating is basically being able to eat whatever you want to eat. Oh, it's whatever. It's whatever. And nothing oh. is unhealthy in moderation. Okay. But and so it's like if you want to eat a Snickers bar, you can eat that Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. And it's like As long as you're feeling hungry. Is and, and like now again, there's some there's some more teachings of like, like that's what got me to be five hundred and ten pounds. I was gonna bro, say bro, it's so funny because because like... what gets me it's it's classic I don't want to say the L word, but it's pretty it's the L word. Um just sunshine and rainbows where friction is bad and say and like restriction is bad. And it's was like the L word you were looking for lazy? Liberal as well. Oh, liberal. So, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, never mind. Nope. Oh, yeah. oh, edit that one out. We're <laughs> not going down that path. But it's just, like, it's just like this, this classic, well, it's just, if you can help them feel like eating healthier, and it's, but still a lot that it's like, I'm sorry. Like this idea that it, it's not a diet. Like you're, yeah. if it looks like a duck, it smells like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I just but, don't like uh, the word diet. Oh, I agree. That's like it. nutrition plan, whatever. Yeah. whatever oh, yeah. Diet, yeah. lifestyle, diet, lifestyle. Is what I think yeah. makes people fail. Right. Because again, I, they have a beginning and an end. Yeah. It shouldn't no, I, be a diet. It should be changing your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess, yeah, and it, what what gets me too is then the, the 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 I've seen more than not. I'm not saying everyone in the intuitive eating space is this way, but I've seen more than not. They start getting into this dangerous game of you can be healthy at all body sizes and you can be, and, and size doesn't necessarily mean health and doctors are misconceived. I'm like, I don't know. Visceral I, fat really still does mean you're unhealthy to me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. like now again, I, I think health does like, like health does have a foundation to it. Like 30 pounds of excess weight of cheesecake and beer is fine. It's like 30 pounds, whatever, but a hundred, 
150, right. 200 pounds. Yeah. yeah. If it looks like a duck and smells like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And that is right. not healthy. Like it's right. just not. No. And, and so it is so interesting because I, I tend to see the, the body positivity and a lot of these uh, intuitive eating, as I call them, zealots, like they tend to f- come together because it's just like this, this harmonious position of like, just eat greens and you're healthy at 410 pounds. No. No, it's no, just, you're yeah. still not healthy. Like, no. Don't, like no, you're not. And like, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my two cents. I mean, on. I'm all for, and I support like people being proud of themselves and being body positive and stuff like that. But you have to also understand like being 400 pounds or 300 plus pounds. I, I know it's an unpopular thing to say, but being that big is not healthy in general. There is oh. a very thin line between being body positive and being bluntly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and that is the line that needs to be unblurred because that is what we are experiencing on social media to the point where now um, huge fat loser posted this the other day. If you, if someone has the name fat in their name and you go to look it up or skinny, for example, in their name and you go to look it up, Instagram will send you a message and ask you if you're okay. Mentally, like it'll send you oh. links and, and it will ask you, is everything okay? Are you, are you feeling safe and stuff like that? Um, so that, that's where we're at now. And I right. think that that's like a terrible place to be at. Again, speaking as someone who lived a very full life at 510 pounds. Now, when I say a full life, I mean 20 years of being morbidly obese. Right. I will say again, please, there is a very, very big difference between being body positive and loving the body that you're in and being bluntly unhealthy because, and that's a line that we cannot teeter over because then you're going to have a whole generation of people that are 450 pounds plus not going and seeking help when they need help, Mm -hmm. not finding an appropriate doctor to help them through whatever they need. And then you're going to have this whole generation of, of just people that don't live past 30 30, And, and pure naivety. It's like body positivity to me is always like, it's like, um, uh nick whatever his last name i can't he has that very italian like nick no legs in one arm oh yeah okay i can't i don't even remember his last name but yes i know what you're talking about so like you're born with no legs in an arm you gotta be body positivity and love who you are he's got one finger right is that that the whole gimmick yeah yeah he's got one finger on one arm and then no legs right and it's like you gotta own that shit yeah yeah obviously that's body positive that's body positivity Body positivity and fat are not the same thing. No. Because fat is a habitual pat for the vast majority. Again, I think what's really cool is um, by the time this episode comes out, we have had um, someone on the opposite spectrum speaking yes. um, on this topic. Right. Uh, and Cara. It, it's, yeah, Kara, it's, 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 it's just really cool. Like, obviously there's genetic, like she has an illness, like a, like the, the whole lipidemia and how, fat metabolizes for her obviously we need to it's again she's she's genetically in a position where she's not ever gonna be no matter how much she quote unquote starves herself right she will never be at a healthy body weight which is genetically her situation she needs to be body positive about right but 100 400 pound david telling my mom after i talked to my friends about how 
hey, da- hey, mom, my, my, my friends think I weigh 300 pounds, but I'm actually 400. So I look pretty good for 300 pounds or for 400 pounds. pounds yeah. That's called, that's, that's called living in sunshine and fucking rainbows yes. land. Is that's the yes. big difference. Right. Absolutely. No, hundred yes. percent. And that, well, that's the thing too. I would always tell people like people would be like, Oh, how much do you weigh? I'd fucking under a hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Always. You, <laughs> you know always I mean? shoot a so hundred pounds. Lower, yeah. It's like mentally you tell yourself, you lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 400 plus pounds. Oh, I'm only like 320, yeah. 330. That's not healthy for yeah. anyone. No, it's a mental That's illness. Living in like a place of like fairy tale, basically yeah. of like, oh yeah, I'm good. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and I just, and us, I just, all I three really, of us have said that to right. ourselves. And I, and, I, and I want to stress this one more time before we kind of pivot from this. This is three guys who have lived a very extreme morbid obese life. This is not three guys who are coming back and, and forgetting who they were. No, 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 no. No, 100%. this is three guys who carry who they were with them every single day. And we have complete frame of reference for it. Yes, a thousand percent, because I know for a fact and I and I welcome it. I want it. I want people to say and leave comments like, oh, well, you guys forgot what it was like to be fat. No, I'm no. telling you right now that not one single bit of me forgot what it was like to be 510 pounds. I still I still dream at night that I'm still 500 oh. pounds. I still look in the mirror sometimes and think that I'm 500 pounds. It's not something that just fucking disappears, mm-hmm. guys. No, not when 100%. you live it as long as guys like us have lived it. So, again, no, it wasn't, I, I, positivity. It wasn't totally. an overnight, oh, we were only, you know, 500, 400 pounds right. for like oh, a year. No, yeah, this no. was like from a decade to make it. 13 yeah. to 22. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. 12 years of being overweight, being obese, being laughed at or made fun right. of. Right. That doesn't go away ever. Mm-hmm. Nope. So I, and I know I was going to say this too. I know people are probably going to say we're being uncaring or yeah, they're whatever not of anything. Nope. But this is a former no, 500 pound guy shaking you and telling you, Hey buddy, like get it together because not, I like, care. You have to yeah. do something. Right. And it's so interesting too, off, off of what you were saying. Number one, like the biggest motivations for me had nothing to do with what people are saying to me personally. Oh, yeah. Looking back on that, like, like thinking about whatever, not being able to be on this team or this team, that, that, that's irrelevant. Just how I feel on a day-to-day basis, how much more energy right. I have, how much, like all that kind of stuff is. And, and it's interesting. Like I'm not, I think all three of us will say this on this front, which is we're not perfect. We're not going to sit no. here and act like we're somehow in the most ideal perspective. Cause like, for example, no. a, 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 a fault for me, I'll tell you right now, I know it for a fact. I think, so I am only attracted to extremely fit women. That's just a reality. And I think it is a, a projection of being so afraid of being caught with an obese woman because number one of what she would happen to her. And number two, having like kids that are like a genetic yes. predisposition. I understand right. what you're saying. And so I'm like, okay, I need to, if I'm going to have kids, she better I have be to fix super, my gene pool. Yeah. yeah I got to fix my gene pool here. Cause, <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. And so like, that's something we can actually talk about. Right. Um, but it's like this idea that somehow it, it's to ever say it's okay and healthy to be obese. No, hundred percent. It's, it, it's not healthy ever to, right. To no. be obese. No. It's frightening because there are people who have pages that are like ours, but the total opposite where people are actually paying them to eat more food and, and to put on more and more weight. And that, that's like the scary end 
of all this. And that's the frightening end of social media. Like everyone wants to say, oh, well, the weight loss community is so poor for your mental health. And yes, I'll be honest with you. I'll be the first person to tell you, yeah, there's a lot of bits and pieces of the Instagram weight loss community that are definitely not um, good for someone's mental health. But I'm letting you know right now, um, someone who is paid money to consume and to consume and to consume with no regard for their personal well-being, that, that is, is not good. Not, no. I mean, I'm not going to talk ill about somebody that I don't know, but again, that is just not healthy. And, and, yeah. and again, this is just someone, this is three people who have lived that lifestyle yeah, and 100%. fought, fought to get out of it. Again, like Chris said before, we didn't go to sleep one night and wake up magically 200 plus pounds less. You know, it was right. years of personal torment. It was years of personal, like hating ourselves because i, I think was, i speak yeah. i'll speak for all three of us we we hated ourselves at one point in time right boys like i mean there's got to be a piece of 100%. it so and and do and understandably so like this is this is also a thing that i think is so important there's nothing wrong with hating pieces about yourself that you can change no yeah that's totally normal pain right. is fantastic now forcing yourself to believe that you're stuck there that is a dangerous place to be like that's for me like the hardest part was getting myself to empower myself to say that yes i hate where i fucking am i'm 410 pounds i fucking hate it but getting that next step to i'm going to change it i am changing it right that's a step that needs to be said but like this idea that it's like the whole pain and pleasure thing some people it takes massive amounts of pain to get them the motivational point to like take the actionable steps to set a goal to do the things they need to do and some people it's pleasure some people need sunshine and rainbow some people need that support system some people just need uh chris to text them saying you got this some people need john to just see like a story that they can latch on to right but both are effective yeah like i think that's where the misconception is a lot of times with uh, actually, this is kind of funny. So like my, my first 100, 110 pounds of my weight loss was all sunshine and rainbows on social media. It was all, mm-hmm. you can do this, you can do this. Yeah. Um, well, I got this, I got this. But behind closed doors, you were hating I, was, I was yeah. on me. I was like, yep. you got to do better. I know you got, I know you can do better. Yeah. And I was on myself behind closed doors because I needed that in my life. And I was, but then when I started to portray that on social media, after I'd already lost a hundred pounds, um, like some, it's not all, some of my social media following was like, you're being very, very aggressive and negative. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not negative. That's being, that's being assertive mm-hmm. on what you are capable of. It's like, it's like masculine. It's like nowadays masculinity is being attacked as somehow evil. And it's like, there's obviously but good masculinity and bad masculinity, just like I was good right. femininity and bad femininity. And it's funny how being that's unfucking acceptable and being that hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. When I did that on my social media, I also got pushback. Like, Oh, you can't, you, I, I liked it better when you're all sunshine and rainbows. Well, cause yeah, no one wants to see the, no one wants to hear the hard and, or hear the bad or hear a lot of times people, they, they only want to see or hear the good. Mm-hmm. And so what was your easy. heart, Chris? Yeah, what was your heart? I'm, I'm intrigued. Were, were you? So, did you need more of the the sunshine and rainbow support from an external source or yourself, or did you need that hard step the fuck up? You're not hitting your potential. Um, 
probably the more sunshine and rainbows for a while. Um, but what, what ended up getting to a point, so I had lost 200 ish pounds, 180. Um, I ended up getting really sick and I didn't know why. Um, I was, I thought it was like acid reflux from losing all the weight and then it just progressively got worse. And so I ended up in the hospital for like two weeks. Um, I ended up, my gallbladder went bad from losing the weight. Like I think most, like anyone that's in the weight, not anyone, but a lot of people in the weight loss community have dealt with that. Right. Um, and then I ended up having like a gallstone get stuck (sighs) in some, like a, my pancreas or whatever. And so it was all bad, but that became the hard is like everything went to a standstill for like, cause I had to have surgery, all that, like two months. And I freaked out because I couldn't work out. Yeah. I couldn't really eat the foods I wanted to because other people were kind of having to do it for me. Um, so it, it, the hard became when life turns off what you've known for the last two years. Mm-hmm. When life, you know, that's, I think, part of the reason I don't want to get skin removal too is I'm scared that I'm going. Oh, you're, you're afraid of the pause. The pause is because it's my routine. I go to the gym six days a week. I work every day, Monday through Friday. Like I have all these, you know what I mean? That I'm scared of the pause. And I'm not afraid to say that because that's something I think I'm scared of because multiple people have pushed me to get it done. Mm -hmm. Not pushed me, but supported it. Mm -hmm. And like even Angela super supports it. She supports me either way, but it's more in me, the mental pause. That's the hard. The hard is, is shutting that's life so, off. That's so fascinating. Cause like it was exact opposite for me. I was like, yeah. as fast as I can do it, I want to do it. Yeah. And like, and again, that, that's, what's so fun about this is like, there's no such thing as a one size fits all. Well, and it's I, all mental too. I can attest to what Chris has to say about fearing the pause. Um, so my journey has, has definitely had all, all the bumps in the road that you can ask for. So if I'm not, um, recovering from, let's say a skin surgery, I'm probably nursing some injury because when I was 500 pounds, I didn't take care of this physical vessel of a body. Um, that's just what it is, you know, point blank period. So I kind of, this journey has been like a, sometimes I go so hard that life kind of throws a bump in because I need to take a rest. Um, for me, that was losing 88 pounds on my absolute own. And then, you know, um, gaining some of the weight back because of my asthma and being put on steroids again. And then that pause was the three months I couldn't work out after bariatric surgery where I thought, you know, my life was going to be over. Then that pause became, uh, when I blew out my knee and I needed knee surgery after, uh, tearing my meniscus during wrestling training, I couldn't work out for two months. I was afraid of the pause more than anything. Then I came back and then I maybe three months after recovering from knee surgery, I had my tummy tuck couldn't work out for four months or whatever the recovery time was on that tummy tuck. I've been so afraid of the pause, but so welcoming to the pause of my life. It's just one of those things where you don't have a choice. You're either going to stop or life is going to stop you for a little while to remind you, Hey Dick, you're still human. Um, It's just one of those natural things. I'm not saying that you got gallstones and you know, your, your gallbladder went bad because life was saying, Hey Chris, calm down. You lost, you know, 200 pounds. No, but I, but sometimes, you know, life catches up. That's right. life. Do I still live in fear of the pause? Yeah, man. 
in the back of my mind, I still have that little voice that's like, you're going to gain back all the weight if you stop right now, you silly fuck. But you have to know that that's fake, you know? Um, Fear the pause, but welcome it, you know? No, 100%. Um, And as far as the skin surgery route goes, dude, I'm not going to sit here as someone who had skin surgery and say, yo, you need to get it done. Um, I think that that's a personal decision for you. Yeah. I think that that's something that you need to discuss one, you know, with yourself, really take a moment to sit by yourself and really weigh out all your options and kind of see where you, where you really close your eyes and envision yourself. And let's say the next, you know, three to five years, is that with loose skin or is it without loose skin? Right. Um, then talk to your loved ones. Uh, talk to right. Angela. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you, if this is, I'm not here to talk about your relationship, dude, but no, if this is good. something that's long-term in your mind, then you need to sit her down and be like, Hey, this is something that I want to do. This is the time that I'm going to need to take off. And this is the money that I'm going to need to spend because guess what? Skin surgery is not covered for Dick. So Which is w- dumb. Oh, so dumb. Unless you want a panelectomy because they'll give out panelectomies like fucking hotcakes, but they don't understand if you lost 250 pounds, a panelectomy is going to do Dick. No, um, I don't even know what a panelectomy is. So, you know, Mike in, in ALG, you know, Mike. Yeah. So he had a panelectomy done and actually Steve, Steve had a panelectomy done too. Um, so you remember when you got a tummy tuck and they went hip to hip? Yep. Well, you didn't have a hip to hip, but I had a hip to hip, but you know what I'm talking about? Hip to hip. Okay, cool. Go under what would have been a hip to hip. And it's just when they cut off the little pouch. Ah, they don't. Right. So it's not a full. Yeah. It's not a full tummy tuck. It's nothing like that. They literally take the little fold of skin and they cut it it and that's it. That's it. That's a panel. Right. They don't literally tighten. They don't tighten. They don't do do anything. anything. No, it doesn't do nothing. And then you can end up like, you know, I'm Mike who it's extra money at that point. If you want a belly button. Yeah. It's weird. Or you're going to have to get a revision or you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but they'll cover that. They'll cover that. No problem. Right. Cause that's been a whole fascinating thing to me is just the fact of like, not every doctor is the same, not everything. That is so much fun to me. It's like, cause I've, I've always been given the sunshine and rainbows of the medical profession being a doctor's son and i always yeah like like i was straight up like i mean that's just reality for me it was when i was looking at getting um excess skin removal surgery i went to the best surgeon in town why because my dad knew him right and like and when i had to get this surgery that surgery when i when i had uh when i blew up my knee and i'm oh my dad knows every the best of every profession right like that's who i'm going to and all of a sudden you know i start hearing these horror stories of like I thought all doctors were like freaking good at what they do. God, yeah, everyone thinks everyone thinks if you got a PhD, you're a god. It's so funny to me because I'm like, I always yeah. just associate doctors as like knowing what they're talking about, and then mm-hmm. like I start hearing some of the horror stories. I'm like, wait, I've, that was their sequence? Yeah, yeah. I've like, seen some horror stories of like I'm people like, really? going to Mexico or that's that's fascinating to me. But like, I, I was. I, I always the had the, the purity of, of doctors you? because of no, that. I didn't bro. go the Mexican route. I know three people, including one guest, Anthony, that we had had yeah. on here. I know some people, yeah. but It turns it out just, great. You like Nicole, you know, recreating Nicole. Shout out, to, shout out to Nicole. We yeah. hope to have you on soon. Um, she had every single one of her skin surgeries in Mexico. Had a fantastic yeah. doctor, very famous doctor. Did a great job. Supposedly the bedside manner is better than it is in the United States. Nice. But again, that's all if you want to do it or not. Like if I were you, Chris just given where you are in location, I would definitely go to Mexico. No, <laughs> like, 
he he tells me I'm crazy, and you're gonna probably come out with one. You're kidney, gonna be but, gone. The kidney's <laughs> gonna disappear. But yeah, hey. but hey, Still I'm telling cheaper. you right now, if you if you want to spend twelve grand, you do it in the United States of America. If you want to spend like four and a half, four grand, and a half grand, you go to you Mexico. go down to Mexico. <laughs> All right, I gotta pivot this conversation completely because okay. something that I found very intriguing that i never heard before from you so you got down all the way from to 180 yeah from four from four from 450 ish at six three you got down to 180 yeah, that's scary with no skin removal surgery because like skin removal surgery no. you, you got you got 15 pounds of excess skin on you Easy. at least right now mm-hmm. no so yeah like, probably right around yeah yeah at least 15 pounds maybe 20 and so what was that like what was your day-to-day like perception of working out of nutrition and then how did you get yourself out of that to a more health because again that, that's why that, like health is such a balance like oh you go down the spectrums of one end it's mm-hmm. bad and you can go to the one spectrums of the other like a great example i'm so excited to have uh michael on for this because mike is on the other side of the spectrum right now where right. it's like he's running like 70 80 miles a week easy that's insane yeah hearing it and, and hearing how he's like having uh blood pressure issues yeah. and all this kind of stuff i'm, I'm asking him questions in, the, in our discord server and now i'm like this is starting to make sense because i'm like holy shit yeah. you're doing too much you're overtraining you're overtraining yeah. like i would never say overtraining to most people because it's oh yeah no he, most people is overtraining he's yeah. overtraining no, but if you're 100%. doing the running plus the gym like that yeah oh no, he's 100%. overtraining but so, so for you, you were kind of in that same position. How'd you get out of it? What was like oh, okay. your kind of your process to it all? So literally I was seven days a week, some days, two a days at the gym, like every day, cardio weights, like three hours, hardcore, like oh, working out. And I was only probably at like 2,100 calories a day. Wow. I was low end. Wow. And you were probably low carb too. Uh, yeah. Lower carb, low fat. You know, what I've I was, always been, you, you know what I was about bodybuilding show, right? What? When I was my last month and a half, five weeks going to my body, I was down to 1300 calories a day. No. Uh, yeah. No. That was no. stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I was low carb, low fat, high protein bro diet. Like, yeah. I mean, I've always stayed low fat no matter this bulk is the first time I've gone. I'm at like 70 fat. And that's high for me. Really? Yeah. That's high for you? I've always stayed at like 50. Even okay. on maintenance, it's at like 2,700 calories of 50 fat a day. I know I'm, anyone I'm talking to that's keto or anything, it's like, that's, that's in like, like one, one meal. meal. That's like one meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was so restrictive and hardcore and like ate the same meal every day, all day. Didn't divert at all. I would punish myself if I went out to eat. I would punish myself if I went off plan. Uh, like I would just tear myself apart. I would say I'm failing. And literally I was in the gym, like I said, three hours a day, every day, plus working. I literally was addicted to losing weight. Mm-hmm. And then, so I got, like I said, I stayed at 180 for a little while. And then I, I kept hearing you're too skinny, your skin and bones. Chris from my mom, she's like, your ribs are literally poking out. You can see your spine. You're too skinny. And then I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You've gone so far left because you were so far right being freaking 400 pounds that then you go so far left that you have to find that healthy balance. And I tell anyone that the number on the scale is not 
be all end all just because you get to 180 pounds or say you want to get to 160 that doesn't mean that's where you're supposed to be or that that's healthy and i think everybody's worried about the scale and getting as low as possible on the scale that they forget like you're meant to be at a certain weight so yeah you're fighting you're fighting genetics a little bit and and it's not in a good way no, because then you just, you, like I said, you're making everything work harder and you're, you're not healthy. And mentally, I was not healthy. Like literally, like I said, I was unhappy with mm-hmm. life at that weight. So finally, I just said, okay, screw this. I want to eat more and I like food and I want to weight train. And so then I, I got up to like 205. And then, I and then what, was your, what was your shift? Was your shift to just like, I want to was the shift body? Was it like, I want to just look better? Was it all right? But, I need something changed. So I'm going to start working on muscle mass. What was yeah. like, the sh- what was muscle your focus was gain? Thing. I was like, Oh, I can't have huge muscles and be that skinny. Right. That's not, that doesn't go hand in hand. Nope. So I was like, I got to pick one. And I fell in love with weight, like heavy lifting and like bodybuilding and everything like that. And I was like, so I did a bunch of research online and everyone's like, you have to do this and eat more than I was eating by a lot and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, screw it. Worst thing that happens is I put 30 pounds on and I'm what, 215. And I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at that. Mm -hmm. And so that, but really it was the mental shift of knowing not to punish myself for eating. I think that's so important. It's like, that's what I like about the ALG community. And we have people in all three positions. We have people that have successfully that we have people at the beginning like yeah, they're 100%. 400 plus pounds and they're like, I don't even know where to fucking start. Cool. We have people that have lost 30, 40, 50, 80, hundred, 150. We have people that have lost 200 pounds and they're like just getting to that point. And then we have people that have, have lost and sustained for five, six, seven years. Right. And there's levels to this. It's like, like most like people, the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Most people get to that position where they start to overanalyze their weight loss after they've lost 200 pounds and now they're so terrified of the the slide i think a lot of people call it it's like they slide from 210 to 230 that 230 turns to 260 that 260 turns to 290 and you're so terrified of the slide that you will just hyper focus on just keeping that pulled and it's not a nice life to live no yeah it's like i look at i look at the bodybuilding show and it's like it was cool um what percentage of fat did you get down to for that? Do you know? I probably was like eight. Yeah. See, I was at, that's what I was at when I was at my lowest was about 8% body fat. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, uh, yeah, I was, probably, I was probably 10. Let's be honest here. Um, I'll pull like, a picture. Healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't have abs. So, it, like, it, so is that in the car? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Damn. Yeah. I was, su- I was mean, that on the OnlyFans? Um, on the OnlyFans. <laughs> Chris, so uh, yeah. do you have plans? Do you want to compete? Um, is that I, in the cards for you? If it I is, mean, is that before or after skin surgery? I'm asking you a lot of questions right now, but I need I to know. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of maybe doing the Summer Shred show, the yeah. transformation class, like Poro did, like Dez did, um, at least once. I want to do that at least cool. once. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Angela have talked about it, and – she supports it, and I, I, I know there's a couple other people I know that are interested in doing it. That if I had the support and they had my support, I would 100% probably do that next year. 
Um, and then competing, I would like to maybe powerlift. Yeah, I see you more in the powerlifting realm than I do in the in the like men's physique. No, yeah, no. I I love heavy lifting. I'm training harder now than I ever have. Um, this bulk what's your what's your really bench? Well. I gotta know what's your bench. Not very. That's like two twenty five. I don't 20, go crazy heavy. Two twenty five. It's like two twenty five for how many reps? Like eight. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah, I don't bad. bench a lot like conventional. Like my squats, I'm kind of rebuilding how I squat because my knees mm-hmm. were bad and I just had bad form. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way there. So I'm slowly I don't like, squat. <laughs> I'm just slowly like going slow to high now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, really it's, it's the summer shred next year would be what I'm looking forward to cool. doing. Cool. I tell so, you what, as, as we kind of wrap this episode yeah, up, I will I say, <laughs> um, when we have a part two, cause we'll start having part twos here in the future. Yeah. Um, Chris, I know you're a science guy at heart. I am a science guy and, at heart. And John's going to have to be quiet. And, I like cause, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to have like a nutritional yeah, gym 100%. conversation that like people that, people that are a types that need that want yeah. that. They're like, we're going to have to have that conversation sometime. No, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very science guy at heart. Like how food works, how supplements work. I'm very much the supplement guy too. Okay. Um, oh, I love subs. In terms of stuff. I like love creatine, like, like, like testosterone. Creatine, yeah. we, uh, we, that's not a sub. You can't go, well, you can't buy, tes- go to the store buy <laughs> fucking testosterone. Sir, you, no. Yeah, you can. Um, like laxogenin. My Uncle Buck has it. You know what laxogenin is, David? Uh-uh. It's yes. a plant steroid, basically. It's a naturally occurring steroid, so it, it keeps you natural, but you, you put But on, not natural. But some gains that are not like okay. SARMs or steroids, so it's that whole game is so interesting to me. I love like, SARMs. I won't, I'm, I don't even give a fuck. I fucking love SARMs. SARMs. They're fucking great. It's just <laughs> like it's it's so interesting. Just like I have no problem with people taking tests and all this kind of stuff, as yeah. long as if someone asks, you just be honest. Yeah, oh, if you're yeah. not gonna be natural, then don't try and fake. Oh, hey, I've gotten this. Oh, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, natural? Who's the 55 year old guy who's like uh, O'Hearn? Uh, oh, Michael Hearn. Yeah, Michael Hearn. This motherfucker saying he's natural <laughs> at 55 years old. You are out of your damn mind. Like, not yeah. a fucking. No, there's chance. people that say so, and I'm like, okay. I know. I personally know someone who is best friends with Michael Hearn. Was, yeah, and he's a liar. Yeah. And I'm, sorry I'm not going to say all that on air, but <laughs> I will because you're full of shit. Like, um, but it's fine if you were taking steroids. That's what you want to do. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I think I think Chris and I have had Don't this conversation, I, and I know me and David have had this conversation. I am from the the idea that there should be performance enhancing drugs allowed in you know Olympics and professional sports. And if you are of someone who thinks that there shouldn't, then they should have their own league. A league. I was gonna yeah. say there should be different yeah. classes, just right. like there is for competing. Like in shows, there's natural and. When you're not natural, there's there's, there's, not openly known, but yeah, yeah. it's like there's natural show and then there's we don't test, we don't, we don't test, (laughs) we don't know, bro. It's so funny doing a competition and like I'm just sitting there going and I'm like all these guys are on test at least if not all a a boatload of other stuff and uh, it is but again it 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 helps with the average person going if health and happiness is the goal, yeah. There's a great balance, but if, if a physique is your goal, you better know realistically what it's actually going to take to get there. Right. Right. And if Mike O'Hearn is your definition of success, which is <laughs> fine, 
you better know he's taken probably trend. He's probably taken test. He's probably, he's probably taken three times the average dose of test the average male is putting into his body. And it's like, that's just, it's not protein that's getting him there. I'm sorry. It's hard work, what? but it's not protein. Listen, if you take steroids and you play baseball, you still have to be able to hit the fucking ball. Okay. The end of the day, you still got to be able to lift the weight. It's just, it is what that's it is. True. All right, fam. We, we, we got to wrap this bad boy up. Guys. So before we wrap it up, here comes the two questions that we ask. Chris, if you could go back in time and talk to the 11-year-old version of yourself who has no idea what he's about to experience in life, what would you tell him? Go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to try new things. Like, don't be afraid to try to lose the weight. Don't be afraid to go and make friends. Like, okay. I like that. Yeah. The comfort zone thing is very important. Um, okay, so the last and final question I have for you, Chris, is this. Yes. Three solid piece of advice that you can give to anybody listening to this podcast. It doesn't have to be about weight loss, but just three really good pieces of advice that have helped you. Love yourself. Like genuinely love who you are. Because for so long, there's a lot of people that, they, they can love everyone else, but they can't love themselves. And I've learned that that is a necessity. Um, find, your, find your people. No matter if it's weight loss or if it's life, find your people. Find the people that, that, that fill your cup, that are the ones that, that like you three, or us three. We all genuinely want the best for each other. Right. And... If you any anyone need anything, I would go to you guys, you know, and vice versa. Right. Um, and then the last thing I would say is trust the process. Don't give up. So often people just they don't see the scale move or they don't get the job or they don't do this or that. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Amen. Trust the process. Keep going. Life has a way of figuring everything out. I like that. Yeah. That one right there. That that's how we're gonna end this one. Life has a way of figuring it out. We're also we're gonna end with this. Take steroids. I'm just kidding. Oh no. Uh, real quick real quick before we sign off. Chris, where can people find you on social media? On Instagram, my username is Chris X Cross underscore gets underscore fit. And then that's it really for social media. Awesome. Well, Chris, I appreciate you making some time and talking to us today. I know we were a little bit all over the place, but there was a lot of goodies in this one. And I think that, you know, if you've made it this far and you're still listening, you heard them, you loved them. And uh, yeah. So, and, you're, and you're a stud muffin. Whoever listened to all this stuff. <laughs> we got those pythons. Got That's those right. Pythons. Oh, really quick before we sign off, just a little, little doing doing this from all of us. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Chris has the largest arms on his <laughs> Oh, my God. Pinch the lats. Pinch the lats. Lats. There it is. All right, guys. Um, if you would like to be a part Cram, of the ALG, <laughs> if you would like to be a part of the ALG community, please feel free to DM any of the three people that you heard tonight in yep. this podcast. We will or the message down below. Or the message down below in the in the link. comment link or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called on YouTube. And you can find me at J A R P S underscore Journey. You can find him F I T underscore D Rock. For now, forever, love yourself, be good, stay sexy, stay humble, be good, guys.